Do our philanthropic contributions make a difference? Or do today's super-rich mega-givers dominate charitable giving so much that they're starting to shape the world as it suits them? And where does that leave the rest of us? Today, we're going to dive into the world of high-stakes philanthropy. Rob Sobhani is Sparrow's founder and CEO. Rob is a scholar entrepreneur. He has a doctorate in political economy from Georgetown University, where he's taught courses on energy security and U.S. foreign policy. Rob is an investor, founder, and board member of Cienza Energy. That's an innovative battery company incubated out of Caltech. And Zach, an explainable AI company which focuses on 3D image recognition. Rob also established the first smart solar renewable energy project in the Kingdom of Bahrain. I don't know how he finds the time, but Rob's crazy about books and he's a huge reader. He also finds joy in doing push-ups while dancing to Donna Summer and the village people. But where Rob finds true bliss is cheering on the world's great soccer teams. Welcome to Sparrow Today with Rob Sobhani, the podcast for people who want to bring the world closer together through the joy of shopping and the joy of giving. Sparrow, purchase with a purpose. Sparrow is a Microsoft for startups company. Thank you for downloading this program from LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Sparrow.com. Rob is your host, and he can be reached directly via email at rob at sparrow.com. I'm Victoria Jones. Rob, you're passionate about philanthropic giving. Yet you've told me that you've got concerns that the very nature of charity and philanthropy have been changing and not for the better. Can you talk about that? Victoria, I think we should start off by making a distinction between philanthropy and charity. Charity, I feel, is coming from the soul. It's when you actually interact with someone uh, to give you an example, let's say that, you know, you go to the Maryland Food Bank and you are actually volunteering your time there to either make a sandwich for someone or you've brought food to help a at-risk youth learn how to be a cook, okay? Because you have culinary skills. To me, that's charity. Philanthropy has a little more activism aspect to it. It reminds me of, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates, you know, where they are philanthropic because they're using their, you know, wealth to make a difference for health outcomes in Africa, for example. It's a very different way. I don't, you know, yes, you'll see maybe Bill Gates because he's an exception going to Africa. But for a lot of the, major philanthropists, it's it's about giving the money into a particular cause that they feel very strongly about. But rarely do they actually walk into a soup kitchen. Rarely do they walk into a food bank. Rarely do they walk into a hospital to volunteer. Um, I remember as a grad student volunteering at the Lombardi Cancer Center at Georgetown. I would give of my time. You know, I didn't have the resources to donate to cancer research, but I would go in, I would help out with a patient that had cancer. 
that was more charity. It wasn't philanthropy. Are you saying that one is inherently better than the other? I think one is more human in terms of the interaction. So charity actually touches the human soul, whereas philanthropy is more broad. You're giving money maybe, but not necessarily seeing the outcome. Now, there are exceptions, Victoria. Many people may not have heard of John Howard, but John Howard in the 1770s laid the foundation of what today we call prison reform in England. He would travel around Europe. He would literally go to prisons. And he became an advocate for not punishment, but for educating prisoners. And that's what today we call prison reform. He is an example of the combination of what I would call a charitable person, but a philanthropist. Because he took that passion and turned it into activism. He forced the British Parliament to start passing laws on prison reform. So I think John Howard and the lesson of John Howard is very instructive for us when we think about charity and philanthropy. Today's mega givers, and there are mega givers, um, they are mega givers because they have so much money. And by giving so much money, in theory, um, they're able to change many more people's lives. Is there anything inherently wrong with, with that if they're able to impact more people, even if it doesn't change their souls particularly? I think, Victoria, again, it depends on how that giving happens. If it's happening through donor advice funds, uh, it's just a tax deduction and it's another financial mechanism for the very rich to, you know, not pay taxes. Uh, and it flows through what's called the donor advice fund. But there are instances, such as the former wife of Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Scott, who stepped up to the plate and given massive amounts to historically black colleges. So I think it depends on how you view that mega dollar flowing, okay? That's one side of the equation. But I personally feel that when we look at the trends in terms of the big donors giving, it also uh, disrupts, or I should say, sucks the oxygen out of some of the more pressing nonprofit activity that truly needs attention. Such as? Food banks. There are families in the United States, here in the Washington, D.C. area, that is one of the most affluent, that are struggling. Families are struggling with food insecurity. And so what happens is when Mr. Bezos or maybe Mr. Gates or you know Mr. Buffett or any one of these people gives a massive amount of money for climate change, which is an important issue. It sucks the oxygen out of the desperate need that these food banks have for funding because they're on the ground helping a family that just got laid off. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to be a little more aware that 
while we are being generous, we don't forget the democratic aspect of philanthropy and charity. One of the things that's changed is that people have the ability now to, because because of social media and just because of the shrinking of the world, to give um, to people thousands of miles away or to give to animals thousands of miles away that they didn't even know existed a hundred years ago. Like I can give to cheetahs and lions and tigers and elephants uh, that I didn't even know existed if I was born in the 1800s and care about those causes and issues. Um, isn't that actually an improvement? Absolutely. Absolutely. The fact that we can sit in Washington, D.C. with a few clicks of a button, give to Books for Africa, or within a few clicks of a button, give to Sudara, which is a nonprofit trying to help survivors of sex trafficking in India, or within a few buttons, pressing a few buttons, we can give to the Omid Foundation that is helping sexually abused women in Iran through a program with Harvard University. So absolutely, the fact that technology in this case has given us the ability to widen our philanthropy and to widen our charitable footprint, I think is fantastic. And more needs to be done, though. More needs to be done. Um, there's also the question of when it comes to charity and, and philanthropy, it seems that there's a question of of knowing who you're really giving to and knowing whether it whether it's really going to them and how much is going to them and i think this is one of the difficult things as a giver uh, of of knowing well how do i know they're real how do i know it really went to them and how how do i know um you know i'm an animal person how do i know how much really went to the tigers so victoria that's a fantastic question and one of the major complaints about philanthropy and why we're seeing a dip in philanthropic giving and charitable giving is lack of transparency, number one. Number two, you have these massive organizations that take maybe 80 cents out of every dollar that you give going to administration. There are some nonprofits that are truly, truly wasting other people's money. So one of the things that needs to happen is more transparency. And the other thing that needs to happen is also accountability. So I think when Victoria Jones gives to the Maryland Food Bank in Baltimore, you need to know, in my opinion, the impact that that donation of yours made to create that flywheel. Businesses do a very good job of that when they sell you a pair of t-shirts or they sell you some shoes. You know, you keep on constantly getting more offers. Hey, Victoria, guess what? Now you can buy, you know, at 20% discount or 30%. That's what nonprofits need to do. And that's what Sparrow is actually trying to do. What we want to do is, unlike some of the other platforms, we wanted to make it fun, rewarding, and interesting, but interactive. So that you know exactly what happened to your donation to Brooks for Africa. It makes sense from a business perspective, it seems to me, to do it because it makes it more likely that you will come back. I mean, I'm I'm an online shopper. 
um, even though sometimes it's annoying if I've just bought, for example, a pair of snow boots uh, that I immediately get asked, oh, look, you can buy a pair of snow boots. And I say to my laptop, yeah, but I actually just bought a pair of snow boots. So, you know, nevertheless, sometimes it's useful to be told that, well, now you can get such and such for 20% off. It actually is very useful. And I've never had that happen with a charitable donation. So, Victoria, that's the fundamental foundation behind Sparrow. What we want to do is allow for every shopper anywhere in the world, when they're buying the boots that you referred to, be able to select their charity of choice. And once that impact happens, for you to get a notification saying, hey, guess what, Victoria? Your $5 translated into $15 of food for citizens of Maryland. And this is these are the names of the people, actually. And so that's the fundamental idea behind Sparrow. We want to create a world where we call purchase with a purpose, where go do your shopping, but let's make sure that there is an impact from that. When you hear that news about those people or, you know, about the Tiger Cubs or whatever it is, um, that makes you almost immediately want to do it again. And Absolutely. I, I'm astonished it doesn't already happen. I'm hoping that this year and into the future, we will see the beginning of a movement where Walmart, Target, J. Crew, CVS, Walgreens, all these companies from which we shop, will have the Sparrow button that will allow the democratization of charity, empowering shoppers to do good on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, so that eventually we've got an ecosystem where with every purchase, we're creating a point of impact. What can be the role of faith, of joy in charitable giving? I think, Victoria, that one of the motivating factors for me is to create a situation where Mrs. Johnson can be Bill Gates for one day. It's for Victoria Jones to be Mike Bloomberg for one day or Warren Buffett for one day or Mackenzie Scott for one day. What do I mean by that? What I mean is for the shopper to be able to do what Bill Gates does or Mackenzie Scott does, maybe on a smaller scale, but the joy and the spiritual reward that comes with giving. What is it really that you want from these businesses that they're not doing? I want to create a company and an ecosystem where every hour of every day we can play the role of a Bill Gates, of a McKinsey Scott, and have that joy of knowing we've touched someone's life, whether it was around the corner or whether it was oceans away. Thank you for downloading this program from Audible, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn, among many other sites. Rob is your host, and he can be reached directly via email at rob at sparrow.com. I'm Victoria Jones.